for your musical pleasure, DJ Gaston. It's like candy, candy. I can feel it when you walk. Even when you talk, it takes over me. You're so tender, tender. This is my favorite King Sierra. I can feel it. We won't need to auto-tune that a bit. Oh my god, it's the David E.C. New New Paris here live in Chinatown with our very special guest, DJ Gaston, who you just heard, and Maricon Carne. Hi! And we are so grateful to be here a couple weeks before the grand premiere of Capital Pride. Our Pride Party, which is Gag the Pride Party. At Upper West Side Cafe on June 11, featuring music by DJ Gaston and performances by Maricon Carne. Performances with an ass. Yeah, yeah. Come get lit while we split. I'm not going to split, but you can. Ooh, I'll split. Ooh, I'm kidding. Hello? Nini only splits if there's a man between her. And Ooh. Fact. Fact. I fully have seen her split in front of her boyfriend. She 100% tried to split it earlier, though. Yeah. Ah, I she tried. tried. She tried. tried. <laughs> she practiced She's so close to the floor. Yes. That was still a drag, but And now only I would take keeping drag. <laughs> No, we have three She's like, she tried an hour ago. You what can tell which one's the Gemini. Both <laughs> <laughs> of us. Woo! Uh, so for all of those uh, Geminis at home, happy birthday, because it is like y'all's birthday officially. Like, mm-hmm. it's Nunu's birthday. Nunu prides yourself in being the beginning of a Gemini season. Exactly. Now yeah. that I identify as 25, I'm, I'm excited oh to just keep being 25. And so since everyone at the table is not a Gemini, I want to just, because we haven't been back in over a month, um, how's everyone doing around the table? With Gaston? I'm blessed Sorry, by the you? best, honey, okay? Who's the best? Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm blessed by the best. Jamaicans. The best don't need a name, okay? Marshalls. That's true. Yeah, yeah I love hello. Marshalls. Hello. Yeah, I love Kareem, okay? Um, yeah, I'm cooling. Okay. And I'm doing fabulous as well. Um, I uh, had a great time in LA. Thank you for asking. You were in LA. I was doing brand deals and stuff like that, but no one's asking about you. So uh, wonderful. How are you doing, Michael? Kanye? I'm doing great. I'm I'm being booked, busy, and tired. And I got a new dog that I'm obsessed with. So yeah, the name Potato. The name is Potato. He's a one month, one year, and seven month pit bull. Uh, this is actually the only thing I'm talking about in the podcast. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited because Mario Concarne, if you know anything about Dragon DC, then you know Mario Concarne. You see her everywhere, not just in DC and anywhere between here in New York, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, thank you so much. That's really a great compliment. I'm still sort of like a baby queen, so thank you. We all are, aren't we? You, honestly, though, do you still think of yourself as a baby queen? Yes, no I, do. Really? I, I I'm still trying to. I'm still there's there's so much more that I need to learn in drag, and I've only been doing it for two and a half years. So. Bitch, I saw wow. you pussy pop on a table on Instagram last week. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you can see doing. me again at the dra- gag party. Two eleven twenty two thirty three M Street Northwest. I I you know what I actually kind of relate in a sense because I always consider myself like beginner baby, but then I was like, okay, it's been like two years, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess I can't be a baby anymore. But I guess babies are two years old, right? Fair. Babies are tears, though. And what? <laughs> 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 I thought the joy. I didn't say it out loud. And we're going to keep going. Um, and Bobby, I'm the good guy. No, Bobby, no, because I would say you're, I'm surprised that you consider yourself as a baby queen. Because I think, like, as someone who, like, watches, 
<laughs> DC drag, and I feel like I do feel like you perform in DC drag consistently, and I feel like I'm surprised that you still consider yourself as a DC drag queen. I do because uh, performance-wise, I can perform the house down in and out of drag. Oh, period. Okay. So like with me, like drag is still an art form, so I'm trying to learn myself drag and like how it fits in the big realm of being alive and and i still would consider myself to be learning a lot in drag so would you say that that drag performance is more than just the performance then because i feel like your performance is what oh my god yes i just learned down how to keep my wig down like a few months ago like which is like my biggest fear that one day my wig is gonna fall off which happens like pretty much every everybody everybody but in my head i'm like it's never gonna happen in public i'm gonna make sure somehow tape glue tape uh wait wig tape bobby pins Everything. Praying. Praying. Do you see like uh, a more santo or something to create? I see everything, girl. I get on my knees and pray to the Santa Maria. I mean, I, I've fallen in New York. It's fallen in Pennsylvania. It's fallen in, like it falls everywhere. So it happens. Do you like straight? Co- do because I do straight because I watch your brunches. Do straight people like recognize when the wig falls or they're like, oh my god, wig reveal. Straight, honestly, <laughs> straight people are just so out of like their comfort zone that anything and everything that happens, they're just gonna go with it. I agree. Uh, it also really much depends on like how you as a performer take off the wig. Like how the wig falls off, then what? Then what do you do? Like if you just stand there like freak out, then they're gonna freak out. But if you stand there like throw it up and up and down and then put it backwards, they're gonna lift. So, one hundred percent. So you were saying just like I feel like sell it. Don't show it. One of the first, one of the times that I fell off was I was before making my Stonewall New York debut. I was so excited, historic place. I was say it's legendary. I was New York legends. I was a New York crowd, and then my wig falls off, and I just like literally take it, put it on. My boy hair showing, and everybody just left it. Everybody just lived for it. I love that, and your boy hair is so cute now. Now, thank you. Now, first of all, I have a problem with that. Wow, wow. I I, 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 just for the people on the podcast, he's living for blonde hair right now. Yeah, it is cute. (laughs) Nudie Paris loves blonde hair. Uh, Put that on the records. So I want to know and go around the table. What does Capital Pride mean to everyone? We're in Pride season. We're in DC, and Capital Pride is making its grand return. Reunited. Reunited. It feels so good. (laughs) There'll be parades again, opening parties, but again, big drag queens. And last time Pride was around, what was it, 2019 now, right? Oh, God. Wow. (laughs) That's been weird. So what are y'all looking forward to? What's your favorite thing about Capital Pride? I call it Gay Christmas. It's literally Gay Christmas for me. Can I get gifts? I love it. Gifts, they won't be... uh, yeah. That's what Christmas is about, the gifts. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, these are biological gifts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you give biological gifts as many as you want, honey. I thought y'all do that on the regular. Mm. Um, no. Uh-oh. These are special, though. These are special <laughs> gifts. <laughs> so tell me about Capital Pride. What do you feel about it? Don't mean shit if you don't need penicillin afterwards. Uh, um, <laughs> but no, in, in all truth, in all truth, do you feel like you're not excited for Pride because you feel like you haven't had any experience in the Pride? Who, me? We may have an experience. Yeah. You don't know his life? You don't know my uh, life. You don't know where I'm from. Okay. I do know. I do, I do know the... Let's go ahead. Do you feel represented in Capital Pride, though? You mean that? Oh, you mean Capital Pride? You mean yeah. Pride in general? Pride in general. Capital Pride? I never DC feel represented Pride. in D.C. I live in D.C., okay? I'm a queer black Muslim man who lives in D.C. No, I feel represented. Come on. Period. I feel ostracized. Come on. So <laughs> where where has that begun, though? Because right now, you're giving two calls for school. Oh. Like, I don't give a fuck. But oh, I mean, I'm a black person down. in America. I'm responding, okay? Where to begin? Uh, yeah, Oprah. 17, was it 1766? <laughs> Am I giving that? No, but I just wanted to keep it real with the audience. Okay. I don't know if everyone knows where this podcast is based, but we're in... 
America. Washington, D.C. Also called Turtle Island, <laughs> okay? No, Washington, D.C. It's, it's better. Than yes. It, 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 I mean, it, does anyone go out? How many people of color go out to anywhere in D.C. now besides, you know, a, a handful of places? One of them being 2233 M Street, Upper West Side Cafe on June 11th. Ow. <laughs> but, I mean, no, I don't feel represented. That's why I love your TikTok. <laughs> Uh, on that note, um, I am doing a competition, shout out competition that I'll be doing June 7th. Um, they did ask us, like, what do you think you're prideful of? And the first thing that came to my mind, especially in 2022, it's like my skin color, my ethnicity. And then they were like, but like, what about being gay? I was like, oh yeah, that like that's fine too. Like, I love being gay, I'm proud of being gay, but I, whenever I step I into an audience, I, they're going to see my brown skin first. And for the longest time, my brown skin has been an issue. And now it's not because I'm very proud of it. But, but why do why do why do the two things have to be mutually exclusive for you? Like, well, no, that's a question. That's Sobriety. a fair question, but not a question for me. That's a question for America. No, that's because, not saying, like, because but what do you think it felt like. How, where, oh, because yeah. whenever I was straight, quote unquote, I didn't feel like my skin color, my ethnicity, was an issue when dating women. Whenever I came out, it suddenly became an issue. It suddenly became a real problem. It was like I can't date you because you're too Mexican. And then all of a sudden, it was like, well, now I'm trying to like appease is like people who aren't comfortable with my skin color, with my culture, while I'm neglecting my, my culture and my identity. And so I started becoming more self-aware. And the reason I became Maricon Carne was because I wanted people to know that I'm Mexican, Latinx as fuck, and that I'm queer as hell. Ooh. And the first thing's always Mexican. Hello? And for, for people who don't know, Maricon is a slang term for... Baguette, um, <laughs> which is something that, like I, like I said, we, I, I love it. I love your name. I think it's so funny. I think it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious. It is one hundred percent. So genius. I it is. I've only had one person who had an issue with my name, and it's a white middle-aged European woman. And she's she like, scared about saying it. She was so scared. She did not want to say it. I was like, yeah. oh baby, you just gave me five dollars. You can call me whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like I said, yeah, I, I, would you say that if anyone shows any fear about like saying your name, do they, are they racist? Uh, they're racist, homophobic. Period. Yeah, like, the we're, Latinophobia we're, is there. I, I mean, yeah. I'm saying it for and her. And they take themselves too seriously. They take themselves too seriously. I mean, it, it, it's drag. I mean, drag as an art form is just supposed to be kind of just fun and stupid. You know, take take the the jokes out of how sad life is right right now, yeah. especially yeah. right now. Hello. Um, as educa educators at the table, yeah, and them too. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to the conversation, you new parents. I've heard the educators were not allowed to be in the podcast. Right, it's a very, it's a very intense time. It's a very intense time, and so drag is there to kind of give that life, and hopefully, in Capital Pride, now they're in Pride season, we we experience that again. You know, I think before I remember being very capitalistic. I remember just kind of. Signing up for things, getting free things for signing up, taking pictures. And I don't remember a big drag presence, you know, kind of before. I remember there was like, you know, the girls on the float sometimes. But I don't remember like a really, really big presence other than the one opening party that would happen. At Echo Stage every year. Where's that? Where, where, where Echo this? Stage. Oh. I think the New York Paris has an interesting point there. And I, I want to ask your question as a drag queen that's performing regularly. As a drag queen that's performing at Capital Pride, June 12, 1.20 p.m. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I see what you said. This will be your but, second time with Capital Pride, right? No, this is my first time performing. First time. First time. It's, it's yeah. I've been know. out of drag with my nonprofit, but I, in drag, first time. Okay, nonprofit. Would you say that yes, <laughs> um, something that you've gotten from drag DC culture is something that's been like, why do you think this has been your first time 
in like the DC culture is. Um, well, I start. I started during the pandemic, so like I did a I did a yes. fundraiser drag show uh, in like December before the pandemic, and I was like, when I graduate with my master's, I'm gonna do it. And then I graduated my master's, and the pandemic hit, and I wasn't able to do anything. So like I did everything virtually, and then when it finally came, I'd like the pandemic stopped. I decided to go full forth. And I knew what I believed in. I knew my talent. And I was like, now I'm going to have you believe in it. And thankfully, it's worked out very well for me. That's what I'm talking about. I, I would say, so, you know, I, I started the pandemic as well. It's kind of just happens, No, right? you did not. Yeah. Did you really? March 2020. Oh, my God, me too. <laughs> You're right. We're did you also graduate from your master's in March 2020? I got, I got my master's in 2018. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, but we kind of both started to get, get around together, and it's it's weird. It's kind of weird for at least for me because it's like coming into real life, and um, I think we all transition to different towns. Like you, like went right into it. You're like, as soon as I can perform. I'm everywhere. And nobody wanted to book me. And I was like, if nobody's going to book me, I'm going to make my own show. So I started like having my own hosting shows, reaching out to bars, doing the work. And now I'm here on a podcast. We talked a little bit about doing the work, which I want to just mention for, for a little bit before this. Um, in reference to getting booked or, or being more present in nightlife. I think people are under the misconception that it's like easy to be booked it's easy to be everywhere you have to like always be working people think that because you put a, a lip gloss and a wig that you're going to be booked all the time and it's not it it is i put on lip gloss and a wig and did a backflip and i still didn't get any any calls or anything right so it's right hard. but now look at you because like i put in the work yeah like a shelf at barnes and noble honey yeah what mold did you have to break to get to this um what I feel like you've been breaking a mold, essentially. I think before the pandemic, there was a certain type of queen that was always booked, and now you're, and a lot of us are now in, in this new era of DC drag, where it's yeah. more diverse, it's more different, it's more alternative, it's I more would say a little, open. I would say a little, like, I wouldn't say that you're part of a new mold, because I wouldn't say that there's been a new mold created. Oh, my pandemic queens are a new mold. I, what, I would, <laughs> what, I would, what I would say is, it was so refreshing to see people like you. Absolutely. Um, chosen. And I don't want to put too much praise on Capital Capital Pride, to be clear, because I think that sometimes us as artists aspire to the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, oh, we're aspiring to be like part of like DC community or DC Capital Pride. And we're forgetting that no matter how much we aspire to it, no matter what, f- there's, not, there's not a follower qualification for Capital Pride. There's not a like a oh, God, no. uh, supporter qualification. There's literally just what they see as fit and not competitive for that time yeah it really is the application it really doesn't name anything about like how popular you are it's just like if you're like handles you're how much you want to get paid and that's it and then yeah. they pick from there and they pick from there and now i'm lucky to say that this is my second capital pride i did like the the, the one they did right right I forgot what it, what was it called? Prideful, Pride Pride Fest, Prideful Fest something. I did that one, so I think that helped me out a little and bit. That's when we met last. I think that was about a year ago at this point. Yeah, it was like a, a year ago. Yeah, yeah. But even with that, that was like I was still lucky enough to like be able to perform there because not everybody, not a lot of people actually perform there. Yeah, and, and, and as we both know, people post and <laughs> on different social media like I can't be picked a Capital Pride this year. I guess I'm not good enough this year. I get a lot. Of, I, see, I see a lot of that. I is I, there a bitterness or resentment? You think? I don't know. I think when you when you were talking, first of all, talking about the mold was like I came to to my drag persona as being Mexican and queer, and so like 
I've always, whatever way, shape, or form, I'm always going to do one, do a person of color as a as a, as a song. I'm always going to try to keep him Latinx, Latinx as hell. Um, and even with my performance, I do the same thing. So I think that's what I was sort of offering. I'm not willing to like do a Britney Spears in a white centric circle just to like get money or get more bookings. I'm going to do what I love and what I love to do and who I respect and who I love and who I want to perform. And then like if they like it, they like it. If they don't, I'm gonna go do it in the next part in New York because I'm still booked. Like, no. Yeah. And so, you, like I said, I, I think there's something that there's, there's something that drew me to to the brand of Mike and Carne is the fact that it just to have the name of Mike and Carne it 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 shows that you Carne. have to like you're okay with people not understanding your name. Oh people yeah, not, it's definitely a bold statement. It's definitely it like, a bold statement. Just like, oh yeah, I'm okay with what you have to say about who I am because it's I'm like DJ Gaston. Yeah, because yes. I believed in myself. The first, the first moment I put my name on, I believed myself. And if you don't want to say, if you don't want to like, like respect that, like that's on you. I'm still gonna keep myself going because mm. you will just be one person on my show that didn't like it. Yeah, and so you have to like almost embolden yourself with that because, like I said, I think there is points in like DC communities that like. Has shown like I'm am so glad that they are showing great resiliency and like showing great diversity. However, how how would you have said it feels? I've seen I've read some of your tweets, and so I would just have to. Hold up, right now. I only have four. I don't know. I have like two followers. I can I can my Instagram Instagram posts. I can wrote down for the receipts. I wrote down for the receipts. Yeah, my Instagram posts are a little bit. But to be quite clear, it's expressions that we have shared in the podcast. I just don't feel like we don't see enough in the drag community, which is, you know, those those feelings of where is the protection of people who also speak their mind? And what it's like to feel like you kind of yearn the presence of being in the gay community. Oh, see, yeah. I see. But not feeling like... You know what I'm saying? Are like, you saying you we're know, yearning to be... Included, in, be accepted. Do you feel yeah. that way? But not having to be part of it, the in crowd. I've been in the Kennedy Center with faggot written across my name. Like, mm-hmm. I, when I say I don't care, I don't care. Yeah. Mostly, and I'm privileged to say that because I have a full-time job that offers me really good insurance. So, like, drag Brr. is not paying my bills. So I have softness in that. And the things that I do say aren't just like gatekeeping drag or like gatekeeping gay culture are more in defense to like black and brown communities of color who just don't seem to fit into the white centric circles. A lot of the things I post, I always, always, always get feedback from like my brown and black people who follow me. They're like, this is 100%. I feel the same way. It's never like, girl, you're just talking out of the ass right now. It's like, I'm educated. I know what I'm saying. I know why I'm saying it. And somebody's going to really reflect on that, and hopefully one day somebody who has the capability of changing it will change it. This resonates with you, DJ Gaston. Oh yeah, yeah, Talk yeah. Talk to yeah. me about it. You're, you're going through Mari's page. You're just really feeling her vibe. Talk to me. Oh, always, yeah. I mean, who he can't said he found that? me intimidating. Oh, oh yeah. Yo, did you see <laughs> no, you understand. Let me tell you, he has always had this weird, like, shitty compliment. When I came over here one time, he was like, "Your cheekbones are so low." <laughs> Nicely, like like you said to her, like, oh wow, I thought you'd be so intimidating. I just I said I didn't expect a lot of so personal. People are intimidating. That we're trying to say. 
Right. Really? <laughs> wow. Not the no. Mexican stereotype. Right. Wow. I didn't say that. No, for, I said that I never expected this individual to be so personable. Is what I said. I never said your cheekbones were low. Yes, you did. I said the same thing. Oh, you actually did, though. You actually said, like, 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 wow, for someone to paint, <laughs> your cheekbones are so low. That's if I put it here on my chin or something. But um, oh, tell, tell me why you thought she was intimidating. Go ahead. Oh, the paint. The paint gives me. The paint gives me. I'll cut a bitch. And I will cut a bitch. I fought somebody. I have cut a bitch. Did you actually fight someone? I actually cut a bitch. I'm going to bring that up. Well, I was telling you, it's giving DC Central. Okay? But what? I was going to let you live on that one. You brought up the fight. You brought up the fight. So you fight for equal rights and you fight for equal So if. That's fine. Let's say I walk up to you and you're like, wow, this party's like not like fucking cool enough. I want it to be more white. What would you walk up to and say to me? If you said I like to be white, yeah. I would literally start arguing with you and fighting with you. But my arguments also come from like not just talking to my ass. Like I know history, I know I know logistics, I know like civilists, I know socialism, uh, not socialism, excuse me. I do know <laughs> That's not what I was trying to say. But I, I, I do know socialism. I, I like social like etiquette and social all that. Like all of it. I'm not just gonna talk to my ass because one, I'm too dumb to remember any lies. Yeah. And two, I don't want to be perceived as someone who's gonna talk to please and yeah. that person. Hello. So what 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 did you feel at that point? Because you. To be clear, we'll we'll add this into the podcast. But like, did you feel like you said that you almost got in a fight with somebody this past weekend? Uh, no, I literally physically grabbed him, put him to the floor, pinned him down, and then security. Took what, him. what what uh, race was this person? Uh, he was Latino, oh. and he had, this this actually had nothing to do with race. So I don't know what y'all doing right now, but trying to bait me is not gonna work. Um, this was actually. <laughs> <laughs> You threw him on the table. I think it worked. So. <laughs> this one threw him on the table. I threw him on the floor. Top. First of all, top. Top. Uh, yeah. This maricon is a con. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that I just I'm identifying as a top now. Um, <laughs> he started sexually harassing some of my friends that I was with, and then verbally assaulting them, and then like was literally pushing and like yelling at one of my friends who's a woman, he was a straight man, and then I got in the middle, I was like, you're not doing this. Right. And then he said, what are you gonna do about it? And so I did In drag? Oh, no, I wasn't in drag. Oh, okay. I would have still kicked some ass in drag. I'm Mm. always ready to fight. Drag's Would you do this for me in drag? If I'm in drag, would you come and throw someone in Nobody gonna mess with no one I'm with. Oh, ah, ah, yes, yes. Yeah. Ain't nobody messing with us because we're no, not in the situation. Yeah. 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 In the VIP, you could never. Hello? <laughs> My colon is clean, baby. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, tell me why y'all like fighting. <laughs> I, 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 it's not that I like to physically fight. I'm always going to say, like, like don't fight. But well, well, I like fighting. I don't like yeah. fighting. You know what I mean? But I'm descended from fighters. I'm descended from the ones they couldn't kill. Okay, that's why I'm still here. There you go. Why they like fighting me? There you go. That, that's that's right. a better question. Why do you like right. fighting us? Yeah. Why do they like fighting us? Not, not the reverse card. Hello. Draw <laughs> 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 <Trump boy. laughs> Yes, indeed. Okay. Wow. Why does why does bars like have uh, cardboard cutouts of Pete Buttigieg? Tyler Perry follows him. Oh my Tyler god! Perry okay. follows Pete yeah. Mm. That's me. Why not? Who else he follows? Satan. Oh, well, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, let me check my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks, Tom Hanks. Oh, let me, can we talk about can we talk about our community? 
Canadian. Is he Canadian? Who? Chet Hanks? No, Chet no, Hanks. No, no, no. Uh, Justin he, Bieber? He's in D.C. And he's running to be mayor. He's not. Salah? No. He's Salah, talking about, Salah, he's not running for mayor? What's he doing? He's running for Ward 1 council. You know, you're not referring to Ward 1. How you gonna fucking talk about Ward 1? You know here. Oh, I'm more three. I already say I'm more three. I'm already saying I'm more right, two. But I knew you would correct me, so go ahead. Go ahead. Do that. For our family that's living in War One, there's a city council race, and Miss Nadeau, city sitting council, uh, incumbent council member uh, Nadeau, is running against Salah Chaspari. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. This individual is half Polish and half Palestinian, and that's white. Of was I? Yeah, and recently. It was discovered that an individual associated with his campaign. Not just associated with him, but like very into his campaign. Exactly. A central yeah. figure in his campaign yeah. <laughs> was a Trump, a Trump supporter. Now, don't come. And this individual is also identifies as queer, right? A former MPD, right? That defended the Capitol on January 6th, right? <laughs> I don't want to call it defending. That's what they say. Anyways, okay. This individual, right, who's a Palestinian, don't, don't come to me and identify, right, as a queer, mm-hmm. Arab person, right? And in the same breath, you have this individual that is so central in your campaign. Literally, Donald Trump is responsible for making the lives of Muslim people terrible. He brought, us back to, he brought us back to 2001, okay? So, now, if you're going to identify as Palestinian, right, and you're going to assert all your identities, then you should know. You should have a... I have fuck. I swear. I have a... a you could not... Pretend to be a Trump, a Trump supporter and stand next to me at Target, let alone make it on my fucking campaign. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I don't live in World One. That's for you individuals in World One to decide. So I do live in World One, and which is why I always post a lot of problematic shit in my Instagram because I want people to know where I stand, so you're able to make your decisions and where you should stand. Mm. All right. So speaking to that, um, you and Trump have a birthday on the same week. What else do you have in common with Trump? <laughs> <laughs> We both like, what is a taco salad? Thank you. <laughs> mm. And you, you were so passionate. We just got lost in your eyes and all that passion about politics. What do I have in common with Trump? Yeah, that's the question. Sure. What do I have in common with Trump? Hmm. Mm. I think I, I think I have a question that applies for everyone. But I'll save it for the end of the episode. What do I have oh, in common yeah. with Trump? That's no, I'm, I'm going to let y'all finish this conversation. Go what do I have in common with Trump? Mm. Both mm. share the same home. Hello, right? What are we, we're, we're, we both are American. We both hold U.S. passports. <laughs> I was going to say something about immigration and marriage, but I can not say anything. <laughs> oh, we're <laughs> immigrants. We're immigrants. Yes. Yeah, you gotta outsource that shit sometimes. Dating in D.C. is rough. Okay, that's what I'm feeling. I, like I, I always say that. What I t- listen, what I tell you as a gig, okay. It's hard to impress a motherfucker that grew up with this shit, but you take a motherfucker like my husband from South Africa and give him some Amazon Prime, okay? Okay? <laughs> Rock this bitch over here. Okay? This bitch over here. Amazon so, Prime is a performer in D.C. Check out. It is. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Mo, listen, when I took him to Amazon Fresh for the first time, <laughs> blew his fucking mind, okay? Did you blow that back up first? Hello? Come on. You fuck with me, you don't need a Bible in a seatbelt, okay? Oh, <laughs> Hello? Sponsored by Hoveround, okay? <laughs> and you can catch him on June 9th. <laughs> <laughs> June 11th. That's yeah, right. Are we still if you don't come for us, come for something. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> come because you heard this episode. <laughs> 
Uh, Wait, are we still recording an episode? Enough so. about his cummies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gaston's cummies have been around. No, it's not you. Those cummies. How about your cummies? You all tell me. Tell me about your cummies. Um, have you had any shared cummies yet? I absolutely <laughs> shared cummies. They were very disappointing. I I now fully identify as a top. I'm no longer a verse top because that shit's sad. Ooh. So how's oh, how's, how's the scene in DC? Actually, you know what? We need to continue what we talked about before this. What is f- Fieldy? What what you, you, what you call this? Okay, ah, really? No, no, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Okay. I don't know what it is. So to everyone in in the world, so why did you stop becoming a verse top in in DC? Because I have a I I have an experience in LA that really was like su- surprising. It's just this. I haven't bottomed in a while, so finally this guy like let's uh, like I'll top you bottom. I was like let's do it. Cool. And he's like, I'm seven and a half. I'm thick. I'm hard. Let's do it. And then I get there, I'm and like I'm like, yeah. and he's like, first of all, he said he was six foot. He's y'all need to stop lying about your heights, <laughs> Ravi. Oh my stop. god! Ah! First of all, I never lied. I've never actually lied. I've never lied. Five, 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 Dates I had. Experience. Was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Shout out Adam. Choo choo. We were trying to connect again. He was, ugh, yeah. You don't get better. But I've got and you're, some, and you're a recent I've experience. got some great bottom experiences. I will say I'm versed as well. A lot of people find me as a top already. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just, like, go with the title. Like, I, I say the same thing. People think I'm a top two. In the, um, Why do y'all think that is? Because I, I don't see that. <laughs> I am. I do believe that I give. Because people think I'm a energy. bottom. And I'm not. It's I do give top I've never thought of I don't know what it's like. Nunu is currently wearing an anime shirt with pink hair and blue sleeves. I've never bought it. Not not this moment. It's too much work, brother. I have a hard time believing in this. No, listen. No, listen. I could see it. I could see the top. I could see Nunu, yeah. No, because she's scared of the dick. There's no, there's no big you a top though. That's why I'm a top. <laughs> I'm out of the dick. It's I, mean, I feel like if I were to top you, I could top you. Get the no fuck shit. out of here! Oh, oh my god! <laughs> First of all, I'd like to point out the hypocrisy of Rafi, because this individual Do admitted it. on the podcast that he walked in on Nunu fucking her man. Oh my god! Well, I always say I'm I'm down to ride dick. Like I've never been like I I can. I can be great. I can be for that. I'm glad you see the vision, okay? I do. But I appreciate, like, people that bottom. Like, I think that's, like, cool. I don't get it, but I think oh, it's cool. it's so cool. You get it, and I get it, and I appreciate it, okay? I don't, I don't, are you I don't get curious? it. Are you curious? Like, are you not, like... No, that's so much work. That's so much work. She doesn't want to pay I don't doubt anybody for not wanting to, like, douche. Because that's, like, the biggest reason talk, why I'm, like... I don't I, I am not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> douching. I'm not, like, as a relationship person, I can't see myself, like, bottoming every day. Because it's just, like... You doing it every day? It's every day. You don't have to do shit. Fucking all night. Huh? No, but sometimes so, you fuck no, all you, night. You do. No, no, you don't. My man don't have. I dated until so I. I'm very much a top, a single. 
I've only dated like straight tops. Like seriously, been straight in tops. Straight tops. Yeah, they've never bought a give trade, honey. Uh, thank you. And um, <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, I don't. I actually up until recently, a few months ago, I just started douching. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And in a full relationship for a year and a half, I never lubed up it, which is all nice and ready. God damn. Mm. Okay. She said she'll give you this. I don't know. She's a cheerleader. I'm single. My credit score's okay. And I have a really good health insurance. But I'm a cheerleader. (laughs) (laughs) But she's a cheerleader. I don't even like putting eye drops in. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God. I can't. I really can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Hold on. Like, I've a, seen you holding your jeans. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Where are we right now? That shirt gives me, I'll stick a finger in there. Yeah. I <laughs> promise you, uh-huh. you need to stick a finger up there. I promise. You see the piercings? <laughs> That's my hole. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That hole must be tight. She said, You can't put your hands on the hands. <laughs> Legs and hips and body. <laughs> wow. Yo. Anyway, capital P. How long is this episode? <laughs> yes, indeed. So, what is, what's this party going to be like, folks? What is this party? What is this party going to be like? Because I know for me personally, right, I just got back from South Africa, right, and I've been feeling, you know, I've been feeling the, the house shit, right? I've been feeling that I'm a piano, that, uh, you know, I've been feeling like the house remixes of some very Ooh. iconic, right? Some very iconic I like Beyonce, numbers, right? Black is King, yeah. Hello? <laughs> yes, you know, so I feel like this party is going to be giving up. It's a lot of people of color out there, okay, in the Washington metropolitan area that don't know where to go for pride. And I'm telling you where the fuck Come here. you can go, okay? Come here. Yes, indeed. 2233 M Street Northwest, Upper West Side Cafe. I've been working on outfits today, so I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. New outfits, new stones, new wigs, Ooh. everything for y'all. Where, where's my outfit? Where are your measurements? Uh, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I was like, yes, you, you sell money? I sell, yeah. You sell all this shit yourself? Most of the things I wear, yeah, I sell. Get the fuck out of here. Even the orange joint? The one that you just showed me? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it all that. I made the head, the head too. This, the thing, the foot, whatever thing is, yeah. If you can't sell, you're not doing drag. So mm. you're not doing drag. Well, Ooh. you heard it here first. I can't do that, but. I told you, it's like the, all, the biggest thing you have to get over is just like making like head concept. Work in the machine two two settings. I got the concepts. It's the machine. Then I'll I'll teach you. I'm, I'm gonna have to learn how to actually. So I'm gonna sell you outfit review. I'm gonna sell you a harness. I'm okay. I'm okay. I think I just want. I think I'll sell him a harness. Yeah. I don't know how to sell. Don't you, you just put my size? <laughs> <laughs> Large. <laughs> anyway, what do I think I get out of the gag party party? I wouldn't really emphasize getting tickets. Um. So y'all, I know we're all millennials. And we're all are younger. I'm younger. I'm a Gen Z, sure. And we all want to wait to the last minute. Get your tickets now. We want to know who's coming so we can give away raffle. 
prizes donated by our own. <laughs> and you can request music. And you request music. But we do have prizes donated by our very own DC homos. Shout out DC homos for donating pride material. So we want to get, you know, who's coming so we can plan a playlist so DJ Gaston can have yes. the most gayest music. Gay, 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 yes. gay, gay, gay. And if you buy tickets early, you can request music and I'll play it at the party. Ooh. Yes, indeed. I remember the last party. Someone said, "Like I never hear people play Charlie XCX, which is weird. You would think more DC bars would play Charlie XCX." Was I playing Charlie XCX? Yeah, you sure. did. I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was on the uh, right. These DC yeah, bars Carmen. love just playing the same Dua Lipa, Kylie Minogue. Yes, yeah, so I'm getting a little, little tired of you. Yes. Yeah, I'm getting a little tired of your broken promises, promises. Okay. <laughs> Real W. Right. <laughs> Don't show your age now, honey. <laughs> so I can't wait for it to sell out and be packed. What about you, Rafi? What are your favorite things you're looking forward to? To Pride? Gag. The Pride party. Of course. No, I, I think the gag party, I think what, what we need to expect from the gag party is... Honestly, I, what I'm honestly looking forward to is actually, like, hang out with people and is not feeling like it is people meant to be there. Something that I've noticed from, like, DC parties is that people feel like they need to be there or, like, there's, like, a cool code to be at a party. And I don't think that's, like, actually necessarily something that, like, is a thing in DC. Because, like, to be clear, there's, to me, there's no cool people. There's just, like, people that know where everything is at. And have access to it. That's very cool. <laughs> Rafi, that's new, all parties though. New new collection of pearls is that all of our cool. parties are like that. Well, no, yeah. just, just kidding. Can, can I finish? <laughs> we want everyone, no matter how, who you are. <laughs> no, but in seriously, that's, that's like what I we love the little people. Like, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know that scene of Mean Girls when we're like getting out the ground. Come on, DJ, yes. who is this party for? What kind of crowd are you trying to attract? This party would definitely be for, you know, we always send her the most marginalized. Because if you send her the most marginalized, you're going to have to worry about everyone else. Uh, so definitely, as always, I feel like our parties are always safe spaces for people of color, right? People that don't fit in at the, you know, at other places, right? Right, it's a, a dance question, party. Which is not hard. I have a okay? question. If the motherfuckers want to break it down. Mm-hmm. Some bars have played a mix of Selena and only put in like 10 seconds of the song. Will you be playing the whole Selena song? Oh my gosh, I can still tell you about the day I got off the bus from kindergarten and walked in the house and my sister told me that someone shot Selena. Oh, mm. may she rest in peace. Damn that may she rest in peace. Mm, Hello? My sister, that. right? My older sister, we were watching another movie completely unrelated, right? Where the same woman, the actress that, you know, that played Yolanda. Someone heard right? Someone died. Listen, my sister said, yeah, that's that bitch who killed Selena, right? I said, Sharice, this is the actress that played the woman that killed Selena. This should have never took the role, okay? Because if I catch the bitch outside in the streets, okay? You are not it's on sight, okay? <laughs> Very much like that. <laughs> oh, 10 seconds of who? 10 seconds of. Uh, yeah, she should not be named, but she does that all the time. No one See, in Selena and Los Dinos <laughs> can get 10 <laughs> seconds, okay? Los Dinos. No, yeah, not, yeah. I, that's, why even make a mix? Right, right. We want yeah. everyone to come and just really feel hurt. It's a dance party. It's not like a bar. It's not people coming to talk about work. It's not people to come check you out to see where you're doing. It's just come, dance, have fun, and that's it. Like, there's no. Pressure. 
<laughs> but I think in DC sometimes you do have to say that. You do have to have that disclaimer of like, literally just come, we're all having fun, we're all chill. Because a lot of people, a lot of places in DC are not just chill. Like, we're actually just chill. Like, I, we will be on copious amounts of drugs. People have I fun. wouldn't be because I don't do those things. Mm. I heard yeah, that. Sure. <laughs> People, is a drug. I feel. Like. <laughs> 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 but you never you know, know, is a drug. drug. How do you know that? No, that's what I, I heard. heard. <laughs> I one hundred percent. Let's unpack that. You no, that's a bad one. You're not a bottom because you douche though. Uh, is that, is that why, true? Why is she douching if she's not gonna bottom? No, I did my research. Oh, I'm the research. I'm the research. She got her master's in 2018. I'm not doing. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not douching y'all. It's I'm yeah, you, I'm not douching. It's giving. It's giving. La conocí, pero no lo conocí. You know what I mean, right? Let me what you say. Yes. Mm, you no. need to. <laughs> oh, God damn. You need to. Let's get inside I can never. Okay. I I just recently started douching, and it's uh, this I, is I, intimate. It's it. it. That's the meaning. That's it. For me, it's like I I like. Like to me, like I, I like the ass. I don't like the clean. You, you don't like booty stuff. Yeah. What? You don't like booty stuff. You like to clean what? your ass. You don't like booty stuff. You know, to be honest, I'm a hundred percent top. I mean, no, no, hold on. Not that I don't. You didn't do anything to get douching myself, but I will do it if I if I'm going to bottom. That makes sense. For the gag party on June 11th, why do you choose the drag performers that you chose? Hello, I am. Why did you choose these drag performers? I think we wanted, honestly, to choose uh, performers that were diverse and represented. Kind of the way to do it, mission, right? Vision. We just like diverse. Like who can give us a fucking show? And also, who can turn the party? So it, it was It was not a question, really. We just wanted to make sure y'all were you know, not booked because we, we love Desiree. We love Rigatoni, Chata, Rico, you, Mario Concarni, and me. I get to perform again. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'll go out there. I'll stand. Be a little. <laughs> well, you know, a little, 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 little something uh, for the girls. I mean, that's why we chose you. Also, because we enjoy your artistry. We enjoy you as individuals. Like, we, we have talked to oh, you. Yeah. We, we know who you are. And okay. we want you to be part of our experience. Like, this is a new thing that we want to continue. We want to have other events. We want to host events throughout the year for individuals who don't feel seen and represented. That's not just a bar, right? We get to feel mm -hmm. pressure. I also wanted to, like, highlight... Moments like I've seen, I've I've seen you perform like probably like six six months ago, honestly, and I was like, oh my god, like this bitch is like doing more than just the gig, and it like let me know that you were doing more than just the gig, and I think that's like something like that I did I mean, no shade that I haven't gotten from other queens. It's like some girls let you know that they're doing the gig, and some people don't, and you will always let a girl know that you're doing a gig, and I really appreciate that, and I think that's mm. something I saw in you that like. I didn't see how the girls do, which is like, let a girl know. Booking like, quiz is hard. I, yeah. I, I didn't realize how hard it was. Some girls you try to make some try, some girls try to make it un unattainable, and they, and that's the shit on their foot. Mm -hmm. But you made it seem like you know what, bitch, you need me. I'm here, and this is how you need to book me, and these are the comfort levels that you need to book me in. And I appreciate that a lot. And so I think that's the thing that really stood to me at least. I'm a big fan of every single person you booked, so I, I'm very happy to work who I get to work with. So you better come check us out because we will give you a fucking performance. And the space is beautiful, is it Ooh. not? Where is this space again? Ah! <laughs> 2233M Street, Northwest, Upper West Side Cafe, also known as Squash on Fire, second floor. Get in the elevator, come to the second floor. Ooh, You'll elevator. never, I guarantee you, when people walk into that place, ever I see looks on the faces, okay? It's always a gag if you don't expect it. You don't expect it. The place is so fucking nice. Very, it... I mean, the lighting, 
Yeah, the green room. And the DJ. And the and DJ, the honey, DJ. okay? Oh. They say he's one of the best. <gasps> Are you going to let me be their DJ girl? I always wanted to be the one next to the DJ being like, like Woo! Yeah, really? Booth bitch? Yeah. You DJed my birthday party. Yeah. I appreciate it. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you knew who DJed? Yeah, she DJed my birthday party. Oh. Yes. Technically. She pressed play on that. I did. I was in these little territory. Yeah, she was on the one in the one and a half. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. Um, I will answer the first question you asked, which was like, what kind of like sex experience led you to like a sexual di- or like a yeah, gender identity? Yeah. I feel like that's what we're talking about. He dodged that shit like Mitch McConnell, okay? Because y'all ain't for my dick like Mitch McConnell. How many of y'all had dick in your life? So I actually had a really great experience with a trans man, and I had to experience like my first anatomic, what is it? Platonic? No, Platonic? like whenever your biological parts match with your biological Anatomical? Parts. Anatomical, like vagina, and that should felt really good. And so like yeah, that, wow. yeah, that made myself like feel like I maybe I'm like open, I am bisexual, I am like open to having sex with women, and so that like experienced my gender, sexual identity from like being gay, like being bisexual, so it was very interesting. Did but you, I don't feel like that's where you wanted to go. But no, I do I like eating ass. I love eating ass. Fat asses. Hairy asses are the I best. I definitely had that situation. Never met her. But for me, it's been most yeah. of like, I don't, like, did you know you were going to like jump into that and like be like, well, I'm going to eat that pussy or like whatever. No, because whenever, so. Because like, I'm a person like, I can do that, but it's like, I don't want to get canceled. I'm not going to say nothing. A pussy, well, like, I, I, yeah, that's probably. Honey, your books stay that way, okay? Okay. Yeah, honestly. Um, so whenever I first hooked up with this man, he told me he was—he's never had like, uh, a uh, like he's never had penis in him. So I was like, oh, this yeah. is a straight man. This is like, oh, the baby, I'm about to pull the trade. And then he showed up. He's like, I'm actually trans man. And I was like, oh, I'm fine. Let's do it. Let's do it. And so I did it out of like, like out of nowhere. He he had a vagina, and uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fucking oh fun. Bless you. Oh wow. I still think about it. Yeah, it was. Ah! Yeah, best experience, best sexual experience I've ever had. Mom, please skip this part. But yeah, <laughs> your mom listens. But what, to this? what, what, what was it so like about it? I was like, it's the warmth. It was the warmth. It was a tiny. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I honestly don't know what it was. Yeah, it was just warmth. like I am still. There goes my city council race. Yeah. Because yours is like you are done for the pussy. What? I'm sure. What is, what is this individual speaking about? So me and him have never a- engaged in with a vagina. So you're golf no, you golf told me that you fucking stargazer, right? Right. No, you never heard. No. That. You never heard it from me. No PP. That was your friend Andre no that told you that. Okay. Andre <laughs> did tell me that. No shade. No, yes. no, no shade. No shade. My ex did tell me that. So you never fucked. We we. What? <laughs> what, you, what is this individual <laughs> saying? First off, we. You are just like obsessed with this. No, no, you are the other half. We no PP for us. No, we nothing. What's he saying? I have to say thank you, Mari Concarne, for being here. Our very extra special guest, who's gonna be performing at our gag pride party on June 11th with DJ Gaston. Mari, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at underscore mariconcarne, and you can also find me on Venmo at mariconcarne. Yeah, tip these girls. It's be her birthday. It's Gemini season. Ew. DJ Gaston, where can we find you? On Instagram, at the DJ Gaston, and also like my fa- my Facebook page, DJ Gaston. 
And of course, you can find the Damien DC at New New Paris at New New Paris. Just search me up. It's me. I'm the only one. And I'm <laughs> And that loud person is Raffi. Where can we find you, Raffi? Raffi Manzer at USG.com. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, local humor. Um, <laughs> you can find us at We Do Do a Podcast on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And make sure you keep liking our videos and sharing them so, the, so that Raffi can be more recognized <laughs> on the street. This was another uh, special episode of Wait Don't Do It Podcast. We're going to bed now. Bye. Bye.